Hey everyone, Grant for the Flame Learning Channel. In part 5 of the Motion Warp Tracking series, you'll go through a difficult example where the motion vectors are just not doing what you expect. The motion analysis is very powerful, but distractions in the foreground and background can confuse the analysis and this causes the motion vectors to go off in all directions. We'll look at this in detail and go through a few suggestions to tackle a very challenging shot. If you would like to follow along, please click the link in the YouTube description to download the media. Alternatively, if you're watching the podcast version of this video, then please type the displayed link in your favourite web browser. To get started, import the downloaded media into Batch. There is an additional action setup which you'll use later in the example. Looking at the drummer clip, you've been asked to place a tattoo down the bicep and forearm of the musician. The tattoo has been provided as a second clip and this is a musical key or clef which has been supplied with its alpha channel as part of a multi-channel clip. There is also an additional matte clip which you'll use towards the end of the video. Now let's see what happens when you use motion warp tracking as you've seen in the previous videos. Go to the batch node bin and drag out an action node. Connect the drummer clip into the background input. Now you'll need an input for the motion vectors and an input for the tattoo stencil. Press CTRL N twice for the media input nodes. Connect the drummer clip into media input 1 and the tattoo clip into the front and mat of media input 2. Double click the action node for its controls and press ALT 2 for a 2 up view. Action schematic on the left and the result viewport on the right. Delete the first image object and axis as you'll use this to generate motion vectors and not as a layer in the main composite. Please scrub to the last frame of the clip. Now the supply tattoo has already been lined up on the last frame. This may not always be the case in different scenarios, but there are plenty of tools in the Flame products to massage things into position before getting to the stage. Now you'll be doing motion warp tracking to a surface instead of a projector or masks as seen in the previous videos. There is nothing wrong with using the projector, I'm just showing you some extra options in the workflow. However, what is important to remember about motion warp tracking on a surface is that the surface needs to be the same resolution as the motion vectors map. In this case, the tattoo clip and the background clip are 1080 HD. If the resolutions were different, the distortions won't line up and things will just look messy. You could switch to the projector to overcome this issue, but right now I just want to make you aware of that fact. So to apply the motion vectors map to the tattoo, select the image surface in the action schematic. Go to the action node bin and select the drummer clip in entry 1 of the media list. Switch over to the maps tab in the action node bin and locate the motion vectors map. Drag it into the action schematic and it will attach itself to the selected object. Now before you cache any vectors, let's test how the tattoo will stick to the musician's arm. 
double click the image object for its controls and switch to the tracking menu. Ensuring that you are still on the last frame of the composite, click add to set the reference frame. Now let's see what you've got. Remember that we haven't cached any motion vectors, so scrubbing will be slow for the moment. The first few frames appear to be fine. However, moving to the middle of the clip, the top of the tattoo goes a bit crazy. This is because the vectors have been disturbed by background movement as the woman walks past. Remember that the motion vectors map is derived from all the surrounding pixels. This will unfortunately disrupt the top of the tattoo for most of the motion warp tracking. The bottom of the tattoo seems to be holding fine. However, as you scrub to the beginning of the clip, the musician's knee goes in front of his forearm and the tattoo begins to squash where the forearm meets the knee. You can clearly see this on frame 1. This is because the motion analysis cannot determine the movement of the arm behind the knee. So to resolve both issues, you'll need to do some work on the drummer clip before trying to use motion warp tracking. Swipe back to batch and pull out another action node from the batch node bin. You'll use this action node to fix the foreground and background issues. Select the action node and press Ctrl N to add a new media input. Connect the drummer clip into the front of the media input. Double click the node and switch to a 2-up view. Ensure you are still on frame 1. Now let's first talk about the forearm. Obviously, you can't see the movement of the forearm behind the knee. So let's digitally remove some of the knee to reveal the arm. You may know a few other techniques with matchbox or pixel spread, but in this case, you'll use an extra layer and a mask. Switch to the action node bin and select the source in Media Entry 1. Grab the thumbnail and drag it into the action schematic. Now you'll use the exposed area of the forearm to remove the top part of the knee. Double click the new surface object for its controls. Switch to the Images Surface menu and set the transparency to 50%. This will create an overlay between the two layers. Now drag the top surface object towards the bottom left. This will extend the forearm. To be more or less precise, set the X position to minus 25, the Y position to minus 37, and the Z rotation to minus 3. Set the transparency back to 0. Now let's add a mask to this offset. Select the image surface in the result viewport and call up the contextual menu. Choose to add a Gmask link and choose free. Now draw a 4-point Gmask over the top of the knee. When you close the Gmask, it cuts a hole through the front surface object. You want the contents within the mask, so go to the Gmask menu and click Invert. Now you need to adjust the mask to cover the original knee. Secondly, call up the contextual menu over the spline and add a gradient point. Drag the gradient point to give the mask a soft edge. 
This may not look tidy, but it's just for the motion vectors and not the final result. So basically, you've recreated the movement of the object you're tracking and removed the foreground obstruction. The tattoo should now follow the movement of the forearm instead of crunching when the forearm meets the knee. Now the other bigger issue is when you scrub the time bar, you'll notice that there is a lot of background distractions behind the musician. This confused the motion analysis because you have pixels moving in multiple directions and the technology cannot distinguish between the separate objects. This is the same issue in every app using motion vectors. But if you were to remove the background, you could reduce or even eliminate the motion vector error. As extra information, there is a region of interest function you can set for motion analysis. This could help, however it is rectangular and won't suit every scenario. In your case, you need to mask the back of the musician's arm so not to have any background at all. In the interests of time, I've already provided you with the mask to load in action. Next to the node name, click the node load button. In the browser, switch the loading mode to add nodes. This will append nodes to this action instead of replacing everything. Go to the downloaded files and load the BG Blocker action setup. A new mask is added to the composite and you can see it cutting out the background behind the musician. If you scrub the time bar, you can see that it has been animated to always cover the background. Now let's use this to generate the motion vectors. Swipe back to batch and take the output from the current action and connect it into the media input 1 of the original action node performing the motion warp tracking. Double click this action node for its controls and switch to a 2 up view. Scrubbing the time bar, you will see that the old motion vectors are still cached. Go to the last frame of the composite. Double click on the motion vectors map for its controls and clear the cache. If flame does not start caching, click cache range. Once the caching is completed, when you scrub the time bar, the tattoo should track correctly for the whole shot. To finish the shot off, you need to bring back the knee and add a bit of motion blur to the tattoo. I've already supplied a mat of the knee, so let's quickly bring it into action. Swipe back to batch and select the action node again. Press Ctrl N for a new media input. Connect the drummer clip into the front input and the knee mat into the mat input of the node. Double click the action node to return to its controls. Scrubbing the time bar, you can now see how the tattoo flows behind the knee which makes it more convincing. Lastly, you need to add the motion blur to the tattoo. This is especially needed at the beginning of the composite. You'll use the camera effects motion blur to achieve this. However, what is extremely important is that you force the cached motion vectors to the render outputs. If you do not do this, the motion blur camera effects will not work. All you need to do 
is double-click on the Motion Vectors map for its controls. Switch to the Motion Vector Controls menu. Enable Motion Vector under the Render Pass heading. If you select the Result view and go to the Output menu, you can scroll the Render Pass list and choose Motion Vectors. This is the Motion Vector output you can render from Action and use upstream in the Batch flow graph. Now press 1 to return to the main composite output and locate the camera node in the Action Schematic. Switch to the Action Node bin and choose the Matchbox tab. Locate the Stingray Motion Blur shader and drag it into the schematic. It should attach itself to the selected camera. Now double-click the node for its controls. Set the exposure time to 2. Now scrub the final result. So these are just a couple of methods you can use when dealing with difficult shots using motion warp tracking. Remember that you need to rebuild areas that are obstructed to get the correct motion vectors. And sometimes you need to remove areas to keep the motion vectors focused. Hopefully you'll find these techniques useful and keep an eye out for future motion warp tracking videos. Please be sure to also check out the other features, workflows and enhancements to the Flame 2018.3 update. Comments, feedback and suggestions are always welcome and appreciated. Thank you for watching and please subscribe to the Flame Learning channel for future videos.